okay, okay. Big man, you want to hear some hot takes? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hell, diga, man. Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the Podbean app. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts or so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a take faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My team sports season seven. Let's get this started. And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dollar Throw Ma Taylor. It is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. As you guys know, we're coming to you live, right? Live and direct from South Florida. Oh, yeah, folks. As you already know, the weather is shining. The sun is shining. The weather is sweet. It makes me want to move my podcast feet. So to the rescue, here I am with another pod for you. said we're going to have highs today of, of 79, lows of 56. Current temperature right now is still about 65 degrees. I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of hot. I, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. I, I don't know. There's some people in some part of the world that don't want to hear none of that. They're like, yo, you complain about 65 degrees? Yo, I'm hot right now. I'm burning up. It's hot. It's blazing. And you know, everybody knows her name. And you know, I gotta get that girl home with me tonight, kind of shit. Like, it, it, it really is extra warm, right? But, folks, we have a big show for you today, right? As course, we know we had another smoking Sunday in the NFL. We have New Year's, obviously. We have to say rest in peace to a legend. We have R.J. Barrett. That's, but basically, that means that we got some Knicks talk to talk about. We got some record-breaking NFL weekend. When I say it was a smoking Sunday, I'm talking about record-breaking NFL weekend, right? We have a compulsive liar coming out of New York. We got the Jets crashing. We got college football we got rondo on the move we have that and more and also 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 florida man decides to brown up the place oh yeah folks all of that and more unless a few minutes on the my t sports podcast but you guys already know what we say here regardless of the time and regardless of the weather you play to win the game hello it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, I'm in the kitchen. Hey, stirring up that chicken. <laughs> Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. So, 
before we get too far into the podcast, right? Before we get too far into the podcast, right? First, let me start off by saying Happy New Year's to everybody, right? I'm going to wish you all a Happy New Year's. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Also, if I sound a little off to you, I am sick, right? I'm, I'm, finding the, I'm finding the last bit of a cold. I don't know if it's COVID or what. Like, I ain't get a chance to get tested yet. Basically, I, basically, I still didn't get, I still didn't get a little ting ting, like, like a little tingle in the back of my throat on, on Friday. On Saturday, I was sneezing and coughing. On Sunday, not so much. And today, I just still, I just feel kind of stuffy. I haven't lost my taste buds. I've been able to taste my girl the whole entire time. So, so, I, so my taste buds. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't know if it's COVID. Like, like this has been copacetic. You know what I mean? So, just let you guys know, cause I sound weird, right? But I'm I'm perfectly fine. Went out there, worked, got some work in today. You know what I mean? Got got, got into the elements, got a cool breeze. You find, hop into the podcast, took a nice good shower. You know what I mean? So I so I can so I can replenish myself. You know this in a, in like a rejuvenating shower, right? Reinvigorating shower. But before we get there, right? I want to start. Let's start off the podcast. By 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 saying rest in peace to a legend, all right? I ooh SB nineteen in Ontario. Woo woo, keep that shit. Keep it all to yourself. You don't even have to share. This is one time where sharing ain't care. Keep all that shit to yourself. <laughs> oh man. As you guys know, we have some sports on going on in the background. It's Monday. It's week seventeen of the of, of the NFL season. Of course, you know we have Pittsburgh versus. Cleveland, especially since this could potentially, potentially, be the last game for Ben Roethlisberger in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, or actually, I'm sorry, it's not a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, but at their stadium. I don't know what their stadium is called. They're not Soldier Stadium. What the fuck are they called? Gillette Stadium? Are they Gillette Stadium? Did they used to be Gillette Stadium? I can't remember. Heinz Field. Heinz Field? There we go. Heinz Field, like the catch-up. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see. It's negative seven in. Con- oh God, damn! Oh wait, you mean like in Celsius? Okay. <laughs> you almost threw me off there. <laughs> but still, that's cold as fuck. Um, yeah. So yes, as you guys know, yeah, we have a little game on in the background, right? Pittsburgh versus Pittsburgh versus um, Cleveland. It's best potentially Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heinz Field. So we'll go ahead and give Monday Night Football a little bit of love. And plus, there ain't no real basketball games on right now, so we don't have no reason to be distracted. But I do have a reason to be distracted before we get directly into sports. And as I told you guys, that there was that we had to say rest in peace to a legend, right? And this this not happen to be a legend in sports, but <laughs> I like what you said. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute, SB. But exactly, yo, my phone never misses. I swear to God, I made that my I made that my notification ringtone, and it never misses. <laughs> he does. Um, so we want to say rest in peace to a legend, not a sports legend, but just a legend in pop culture, I guess if, if you want to say, or entertainment, period. And that is, and that is, um, rest in peace to a one Betty White, folks, who end up passing away on December 31st, which basically says to me that... She took a. She knew something about 2022 and was like, nope, fuck this shit. I am not going through this again. Because 2022 sounds like 2020. Also. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
you know, 22, that sounds like a catch 22, you know, two times. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is how these numbers stick out to me, right? But rest in peace to Betty White, right, who died at the, at, at the age, I think she died at 99, to be exact. And Betty White, I feel like she was so beloved in the entertainment world. And I don't know any negative stories about Betty White. And if you have any negative stories about Betty White, keep that shit to yourself. Like, she's a sweet old lady, and I don't need none of that shit being tarnished today. Or for the rest of my life. Like, like I've, I've heard way too much good about her. Like, like, like her like her, have, like her having her own television show, and her catching slack for... for, uh, for for having a, for having a black go uh, a black guest or whatever, and then she kept on having him on even more, gave him more airtime until they basically canceled her early, right? So Betty White knows another something about about cancel culture, right? <laughs> like like she was a victim of that, but B Betty White, um, most of us I want to say, probably know her from the Golden Girl the Golden Girls years. Outside of. <laughs> well, <girl> was, yeah. <laughs> the worst Betty White story. That's the worst Betty White story I got. I think that's the same Betty White story all of us have, is that at some point in time, we were sitting at the, like the end of our grandmother's bed watching Golden Girls, right? Because <laughs> I know that's how I got into Golden Girls. I had no reason to be watching Golden Girls. My, my, my grandmother definitely watched Golden Girls. What I was surprised to learn, though, is that I, even though like Betty White played the oldest character on the show, she was like the youngest one, if I, if I remember correctly. And all of on all of her other um, contemporaries from the show, if I'm not mistaken, had already passed. She was the very last one. Um, I guess to bring a little bit of light to it, even though it's not something you always bring light to. Um, when I saw the news about Betty White, right, or when I saw that Betty White was trending, my initial thought, like like it has been for years, is, yeah, y'all better quit playing with me. This ain't true. And then when I saw the first rest in peace, Betty White, I was like. Oh, y'all play it. Like, Betty White ain't dead. Like, like this happens every single year. Betty White starts trending, and then somebody puts out, rest in peace, Betty White, and they say, you know, we have to go verify that, oh, shit, she really is dead. Betty White's died on Twitter 15 times. <laughs> she... <coughs> oh, my God. No, you're probably right about that, SB. I feel like, especially when we started losing celebrities, like, over the last, like, three to five years... I feel like every single time her, her name was trending, every time her name was trending, it was like, you was giving her that little Kevin Hart look like, oh shit, um, yeah, look at this, look at this, look at this shit, okay, she's okay, like, <laughs> at least I don't know about everybody else, I feel like that's how I felt, every single time I saw her name trending, it just sucks that this is gonna be the last time that we, we see her name trending, because like I said, she was such a gem, like a, and I feel like she was a national gem, Right? Like, international gem, national gem, she, worldwide gem, however you want to put it. Because she was so beloved on so many different stages. Like, at, at some point in time, whatever role she had from the Golden Girls, or whatever role she had before the Golden Girls, obviously she sur even surpassed that. And she just became the cool old lady, in a weird way. Like, she became, the, like, the sweet old lady, the cool old lady, the gangster old lady. She's, like, like one of the triple OGs. Like, she just became... Like 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 the good golly grandma. Like like I said, triple OG. <laughs> right. So even when she's gone, like I said, I, I, I haven't shed a tear or anything like that. It's just Betty White was just love. Like if you ain't like Betty White, like, like I'm gonna say this right now, right? And 
<laughs> Obviously, we have listeners from all over the world, right? But I'm going to hold the ones in the United States accountable. If you don't like Barry White, then you're not American. <laughs> like, it's that plain and simple. To, uh, to, to not like Betty White is to be un-American. <laughs> like, if you like your guns and you I'm like... Not, I'm, I'm not sure if you knew this, but I know you'll appreciate it. Uh, she was, uh, she volunteered in World War II. She was uh, for the military. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. That is a fun. I, I did know of it, but 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 it's something I probably wouldn't have remembered to mention today. But thank you for for reminding me about that. Yes, she definitely was 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 a volunteer um during World War Two. Yeah, Betty White like like basically because I'm speaking in World War Two terms right now. Betty White was one tough cookie. Like 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 she was one hell of a dame. Like like one hell of a dame. Like a class act broad through and through. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you guys understand what I'm saying, then you know, but but for the people that do, you know what I'm saying. Like she was a she was a classy dame. She was a real classy dame. And the funny thing, and the weird thing about it, right? As we know that she's lived a complete life, it, it still very oddly felt that damn at 99, it still kind of felt like we got like like they took Betty White from us a little too early. Because she was so, like, like I said, she was such a gem. Like anytime I, anytime I saw her on television, like with Snoop or anybody, you know what I mean, with uh, Joe Rogan or 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 Seth Seth Rogan or whatever the Rogans out there, <laughs> you know, anytime I would see her on television, well, I go on sugars, my baby just joined the podcast. How you doing, my love? Mm, 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 mm. Well, anytime I see, anytime you would see Betty White somewhere, right on television making an appearance, you know what I mean, making a guest spot. I feel like it, it just automatically put a smile on my face. She didn't even have to do anything. It was just Betty White right there like, yo, look at Betty White over there chilling. This is a nice little smile on my face. Nice little, nice little smile. Nice little apple pie kind of smile. Betty White is as American as apple pie. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> like I said, man, like it's, it's, just, it's just really It just really sucks. But like I said, I guess it was our time to go. 99, like that, that's a good run. That's a hell of a run. But she's just gonna be missed. She was just beloved. She was just beloved in that state. And then the thing about it too, to my knowledge, right? You know how most of your beloved celebrities like that, at some point in time, some kind of scandal like like uh, um becomes them. Bill Cosby, right? Um, this never happened with with Betty. I I can't recall any scandal with Betty White. No slippage of racism, no slippage of sexism, no slippage of hate. Like, like I, I don't, I can't recall. I really can't. And that, even that is odd. That you don't hear, it, like, every once in a while, like, even the greatest of people, right? Even the kindest of people, even people that try to do the best in every walk, like, every once in a while, they have an out-of-body experience. And when you're a celebrity, when you have one of those out-of-body experience, it makes news. I can't remember any news about her. And then also, if you saw Betty White in them early years, before she was a golden girl, then you know in her in her early years, in them 20s and 30s and 40s, she was a real golden girl. <laughs> I mean, not only was she a classy dame, but she was a hot broad at that too. Like, she wasn't a hot girl. It wasn't no hot girl summer. Betty White was out there during hot broad summer. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> when they, when, when they no, had... 1956, Betty White could get it. For real. With those, with 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 the with with the with the torpedo with the torpedo bras and everything, she can get it. <laughs> what would they think with those torpedo bras back then? What was it, man? 
No wonder you ladies were hankering for support. No wonder in the 70s you were like, we're burning these shits until you make better ones. <laughs> that's what that... I am joking, obviously. But that's what that whole bar, um, bra, bra burning was probably all about. Which our bras were just way too uncomfortable. Y'all were, were making, like, like what, what are they called? Uh, uh, cones and cyclones. Cyclones? Cyclones. Is that what they're called? Cones. Yeah, cones and cyclones. Cones. You make a cones out of out of out of bras. Like what kind of what kind of shit was that? I guess it was the thing back then. Cones and spikes. And and biting off bats. You know, now when you bite a bat you get COVID. <sighs> Who would have like this is how you know shit ain't the same. You bite a you bite off a, you bite off the head of a bat in the seventies, you become a rock star. You bite off you bite a bat now, you get COVID. Shit ain't the same. We ain't grown up in the same area anymore. <laughs> This is why I love the show. This is a Betty White conversation. Uh, that that went into Ozzy somehow. <laughs> Betty White. Listen, man. Like, listen, ba yo, yes, yes, Betty White. If, if you know what, if she was young today, her nickname probably would be Betty White. <laughs> like, like, listen, like Bahad Bahani or Bahad Bahabi, all of them will be non-relevant. It'll be Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be the baddest white girl on the block, <laughs> and her name will be so fitting. Like how she, like she, she was classy bad. I think everybody back then was classy bad. Cause I didn't even think back then even Ratchet looked classy back then. Like like to show a little bit of like you know what she showed her elbow back then. Woo! She was pushing borders, showing that elbow of yours. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> even back then, even. Even what was called, what could have been considered ratchet, probably like, we look at it now like that's ratchet. Like, I can't even see her shape. Like, where's I can't even see a nipple imprint? What the fuck? <laughs> Rest in peace, the baddie white. Like, like she is <laughs> featured Igla Azalea Golden Girls. <laughs> you know, listen, Igla Azalea's her Igla Azalea's the chick from Wildin' Out, and also. The chick from um, um, Black Eyed Peas. Put them all four in a group together. Golden Girls. <laughs> they do it all day long. You could keep Bahad Bahabi. Or Bahad... It's uh, her name, right? Bahad Bahabi. You could keep her. Okay, folks. Now that we've, now that we've paid our respect to, to Betty White, a.k.a. Batty White... Make sure you rest in peace amongst amongst the stars and, and the angels and and, the, and, and, and and continue to at least you know give us some of that some of that mojo and essence that, that that she was able to give to that world some of that joy some of that laughter some of that some of that pleasure you know some of those smiles hopefully she she could she could bless some of us with some of that energy and we can go ahead and, and give some just support a fraction of the smiles that she gave and joy that she gave to the world upon others as well now with that said. As we as we celebrate, I guess, or I don't want to call it celebrate the passing of one, right? But honor the passing of one. We celebrate the birth of others, folks. As you guys know, we back on we back on schedule. <coughs> Told you guys I was sick. All this talking is really doing a number on me today. But it's time for the birthday party. Like my boy Chill Will likes to say, "Yo, DJ My T, drop that beat." <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. 
check it, check it, yeah, yeah, because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday, yeah, yeah, okay folks, we didn't do any birthday celebrations on Friday, so you know what that means, that we have a mini backlog of birthdays to be bestowed upon y'all today. But you know what, it's a celebration. But you know what, it was, it was New Year's Eve. I wasn't giving you guys a New Year's Eve podcast, I'm sorry. I was really tipsy, and I was really starting to get sick. I was drinking my bottle straight from the head, while every time every time those little bubbles was tickling in the back of my throat, I was like, yo, I'm getting sick, I can feel it. <coughs> Fuck. I need a lozenger or something. I don't know how long I'm going to keep this conversation up. <coughs> Alrighty, folks. So the first, okay, let's let's get this in here real intimate, right? We got to switch everything up today. So the first birthday that we got in the house for you today is gonna be for December 30th, and that is for one Becca Ann. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, Becca Ann just met not too long ago, right? Happens to be happens to be a fan of a, a fan of the homies and shit, right? A fan of DJ Septon, a fan of, of my homeboy Darnell, right? When, did, when I went to go to the Jets game. All of a sudden, pull up, right? Thinking like Bobby or Darnell is gonna be driving. No, no, no. We got a, we got our own personal escort. You know what I mean? I was like, oh shit. Who knew she was gonna be escorted to the motherfucking game? So we, so we had our own personal escort. Becca was the one driving. Had had a, had a good old time. Found out something very interesting about her. That that she was partially de- like definitely one here. Like 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 really, really good friend. Like this first fight that you just met in one day because I had lost my wallet. Right? Like like a couple weeks before then. And I didn't have any cash, and I was trying to get some bud when I left the when I left the game. And I was like, "Shit, I got no way to go get any, any dough right now." And I don't know, what, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know who was having this conversation. Must have been in the car. But then we get inside the bar, and she's like, "Oh hell!" I'm like, "What's this for?" It's like, "Well, you said like you need the money for bud. You just just you said you could cash out whoever." I was like, "Oh shit, thank you." Like I was talking out my eyes. I like I know I didn't get was really fully paid to pay attention. Try to try to do the cash app. Try to do the cash app. Try not the cash app or the Zell. Shit wouldn't work. I didn't get back to dough. Couldn't get no money that day. All the way to the next day. Right, but yeah, I was thinking Dolphins fan, big Dolphins fan. Enjoy the time. Tailgating is tailgating is, is a hell of a thing. If you guys have never made it to a tailgate, like whether you're a fan of that team or not, go make it to a tailgate. Even if it's just to go watch your team play that other team, go make it to a tailgate. If you, if you just did this to go for the tailgate, go make it to a tailgate. The tailgate is the best part of the whole damn thing. I don't even remember half the damn games. But I, I remember, I, I usually remember a little bit about the tailgate. A little bit comes to me. Uh, excuse me. So on December 30, you want to say happy birthday to Becca Ann. On December 31st, we have no birthdays. We're going to skip right over that because we, we got a couple of New Year's babies. I guess you guys already know. If you have anybody that had a birthday between D- December 30th and now on January 3rd, go ahead and drop that information down in the bottom for me, and we will go ahead and <laughs> we will go ahead and, and, and show them some love here on the podcast, right? On January 1st, I'd like to say happy birthday to my homeboy Mark Muniz, right? Also, when we move over to January 2nd, and we have a birthday to my homegirl, Denise Rupp. Denise Rupp happens to be the, the wife of my boy, Math Rupp, the Rupps. Right? So what to say happy birthday to her. And then, folks, today, folks, today, folks, today, we got three birthdays today. I feel like there's somebody else I had a birthday around now that I'm missing. 
January 3rd. January 3rd. January 2nd, January 3rd, January 4th. Hmm. I feel like there's somebody that I'm missing and I can't pinpoint it for some reason. Somebody that isn't on Facebook. That's the thing about it. Somebody that isn't on Facebook, but I can't pinpoint it. Oh, there we go. We have our residential favorite racist showing our show some love. <laughs> it happens every time, SB. You, you, you listen, they, they come in, they, they, they share the show. I think they just really want their name shown more than anything else. But, yeah. And then, folks, we have today. We have three birthdays today. One birthday to my homegirl, Bridget Rosario. Now, shit. See, this is when my memory gets bad. Bridget, Bridget, Bridget. You're, I know, see, it's so weird because I know, I know most of you even through Lewis or Bobby. You're somebody that I know through Bobby. But there's somebody else I know you through as well. And I can't pinpoint that person's name. So we're just gonna say homegirl of Bobby's from back in the from, from back in those party days, right? Thought I had the ability to block people on here. I don't know how. <laughs> also, I'd like to say happy birthday to my homegirl Lena. Lena, oh wait, your name your last name got some smudge on it. Sorry, can't say your last name. Kissing? Kissing? I don't even know what your last name was, honestly. I don't even know if that's your that's not, that's the last name that I met you with, to be honest with you. I don't think that's the last name that I met you with. Because I think you've gotten married since then. You've gotten married, and I think you've dropped a hit single since then. So, <laughs> Lena Quinn. <laughs> uh, see, uh, you know the only thing I'm mad about that is that I'm losing all the content from earlier. I definitely wanted Because uh, you said something earlier that I wanted to get back into. There we go. B Big Ben's Big Ben's last game and his age. There we go. Okay. But also today, right? I want to say... Happy birthday to my homegirl, Danielle Foote, who used to be Danielle Costanzo. Costanza. Costanzo. Costanza. Okay, so I'm going to tell you how I remember this. Which other one George is from Seinfeld, she's the other one. So if it's George Costanzo, she's Costanza. No, it's George Costanza. So she's Costanzo. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's George Costanza. Yeah, so she's Costanza, my homegirl Daniel Costanza. I'm, listen, I've known her since like one of the one of the first friends that I had outside of my school when I moved out here to South Florida. I like, but basically we worked and we ended up working together at a Win Dixie that no longer exists. Actually, the Win Dixie no longer exists where where it started off at. That was the Broward Meat Market, and where it moved to no longer exists either. She is currently, if I'm still not mistaken, she may still be in the Air Force. I'm telling you right now, I should have went into the Air Force or the Coast Guards. Like, I, I could have preserved my knees and my back and my wrist and my... Actually, I probably couldn't have reserved anything. I go too hard in the paint. But their hard in the paint ain't the same hard in the paint that the Army's hard in the paint is. <laughs> so happy birthday to all of them, right? Hey, yo, DJ Mighty, drop that beat for me one more time so we can get these people a proper, a, a proper outgoing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Yeah, yeet, yeet, sky, yeet. <laughs> I can't do that. That's a little too much, Obi. All right, so we want to say happy birthday to Becca and to Mark and to Denise 
and to Lena, and to Bridget, and to Danielle. We want to wish you all a happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoy everything. But more importantly, we hope you continue to get your weekend at Bernie's on. And stay mighty. Yeah. 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 All right. DJ Bite, so you can go ahead and cut that beat for me now. All righty. So there goes all the celebrations. And as you guys can already conclude it, I didn't do a lot for my New Year's celebra celebration. All right. As New Year's, as the, as, the, as the clock started winding down and we started getting closer to New Year, I started feeling a little bit more, un a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more under the weather. To the point where I knew when I went to sleep Friday that I was gonna wake up Saturday sick as fuck. Did that stop me? I was like, nope. I am gonna sit here alone and I am just gonna drink my bottle of champagne straight to the head. I was just, I was trying to get through the whole bottle by the end of the night, but it wasn't working in my favor. Between the sickness and the bottle, they were both taking a toll on me. Take a toll on me, baby. Now, as I said, I'm sick. Do I have COVID? I don't know. I went to go get a rapid test today, but but I couldn't find the place, so I just kind of came home and, and decided to get some rest. Uh, it feels like a normal cold. I can tell you that much. It feels no different than any other cold that I've ever had in my life. I ain't lose any. I ain't lose my sense of, my sense of taste. I ain't lose my sense of smell. I may have lost a few common senses, but you know, none of those, none, none of the ones that matter. So my New Year's Eve was pretty relaxed. My New Year's Day was even more relaxing. Which is so crazy, right? Was it New Year's Eve? That I went delivering presents to everybody finally? I don't think I don't think it was. But it was, but it was, my, my New Year's Day was super relaxing. And I, was, and then I had to take off Sunday too because, again, I just needed one extra day. So about 48, 72, not even, what? Started feeling this Friday night, Sunday night, and then not even by Monday night. So not even 72 hours later, I feel 90% better. That other 10% though, that shit's a doozy. That shit is still a doozy. Um, I didn't really make any New Year's resolutions, right? And I think it's because, I think last year, I really stopped making resolutions last year, in a sense. My goal is to get better every day regardless. Right? I have goals that I set for myself periodically throughout the years, throughout the year, that are three-month goals, six-month goals, nine-month goals, one-year goals, three-year goals, five-year goals, ten-year goals, fifteen-year goals. I got a goal right now that's planned out to, what year is this? 2022, I have one that's planned out to 2031. 2031. I have one of my plans planned out. I'm just saying. So I don't really do New Year's resolutions because if I'm waiting for New Year's to specifically do something, then why the fuck was I waiting for New Year's? If it was a thought on my mind, 
and a goal that I want to attain. I've already set something for it. So I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I may do like maybe maybe New Year New Year's reaffirmations. I'm gonna reaffirm some shit. Maybe restre maybe strengthen some things. Like I said my my goal is to get better all the time anyway. So even if it's like okay, I gotta get better at this. It's something I'm trying to do anyway. Seeing it on New Year's for me is kind of a missed point. I'd rather see it on a new moon or a full moon at that. SB, I got I got I got I got I got one of my one of one of my one of my favorite hosts here on the line. Got, got SB calling to us all the way from Canada. SB, how are you doing? How was your New Year's? How have things been? I stuck to the fall job. <laughs> I didn't even watch it this year, to be honest with you. I think I slept. I think, you know, I didn't watch I was, I was asleep by then, but I didn't watch it. You say you slept through the ball drop? Yeah, work's been crazy. I got people that are off five, ten days because they've tested positive with stuff and no one's working except me. I finally had a night where I had a day off the next day and I fell asleep by 10 o'clock. Mm. Hey, I can understand that. I can understand that. Even speaking of that, I didn't watch the ball drop, but my homegirl told me Times Square was looking pretty packed. That there was still a decent crowd at Times Square. I'm like... Wow, okay. You know, I guess we're just going to keep having COVID outbreaks. Like, I don't know what it means, I mean, all these COVID outbreaks. I don't, I don't think we're, we're applying, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about it logically anymore sometimes. But it was crazy. Right? You know what, though? I'm glad I actually have you on the line, SB. You told me that you were relaxing that day. So were you also relaxing on Sunday? I had to work Sunday morning, bro. You had to work Sunday morning. Were you off in time to catch the Knicks game? Or, in your case, the Raptors game? I, I definitely heard about it, though. Ah, okay. So, you know what? We're going to get into some Knicks talk in just a minute. But before we talk about the blue and orange, let's talk about some blue chew, folks. What is blue chew? Blue chew happens to be that little blue pill... That can give you back your thrill. All you have to do is open up one of these little packs and then head to the sack. Just a few chews before you do 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 do. In case you didn't know, this little thing has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So this is truly one opportunity that you just can't miss. Trust me, she's gonna love how you come through like a champ and knock it out of the park when you blue chew in advance. And make love in the dark. And if you use this week's promo code. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't pull up this week's promo code. If you use this week's promo code of. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Of course, this will be the one thing that I didn't get before the podcast started. See, I, you know, you always feel like you are. I, I feel like I'm missing something, right? I feel like I'm missing something. What am I missing? Of course. I'm missing the freaking Blue Chew promo code. And as you guys know, it's only valid for one week. So you guys make sure that you go ahead and you secure your order for Blue Chew today. Because with my handy dandy promo code that I am stalling and trying to get to you, you will be able to get your first order of Blue Chew 
for free on me with the promo code HSBH. So that's Hotel Sierra Bravo Hotel. And your first order of Blue Chew is just like that. Comes in the mail in the discreet packaging. So you know. So if you're worried about Ace, who, somebody's gonna know. How they gonna know? How they gonna? They're not gonna know. How they gonna know? You seen the TikTok? You took the TikTok viral. How they gonna know? How they, how they gonna know? It comes in. It comes in, in the discreet packaging. It looks like it looks like something that you ordered from Amazon. All you gotta do is chew it and do it, guys. If you're thinking, hey, I don't need it. I'm good down there. Okay, you could be good down there, but I'm just saying, you could be better. Right? They say you could take it every day. This is my special night. Feel a little too tired, or you got, or you guys been out a little too much. You know that whiskey dick is starting, is starting to talk to you. Bloop bloop. Next thing you know, you over here, a Popeye the sailor man. I'm Lady, same thing. He out there talking that shit all night. Yo, I'm gonna beat that shit up, girl. You just wait. When I get home, I'm gonna make you say my name, your neighbor's name, your daddy's name, your mama's name. Now she just getting awkward with names. I don't know why you saying all those names during sex. I'm gonna say everybody's name. I bet your neighbors know my name. But you can guarantee that. Don't risk it, ladies. Get a blue chew. You don't want to take it willfully? Slip that shit in this drink. <laughs> I need to stop saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to stop saying that. Because somebody's going to take me seriously. You know what? I'm just playing for real. Right? <laughs> but seriously, though. Like, you don't have to gamble when you have a surefire way to get yourself a home run every single night. Basically, you can be the Barry Bonds in the bedroom and compete with your damn self. One night you're Barry Bonds, the next night you turn into Mark McGuire, and another night you turn into Sammy Sosa. Every night, it's a home run. Just keep knocking it out the park. Like some clap all lights in this bitch. Blue Chew. Chew it. And then do it. Anders. What's that? <laughs> Man. Miss Anders. Miss Anders. Listen, I'm telling you right now, if I was Betty White's age, I'll be taking some blue chew to get me a piece of Betty White. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> now, we already know what goes on in those nursing homes. Listen, you guys know you guys in the nursing home. It's discreet. Online doctors. I'm just saying. Blue chew. Alrighty. So now that we talk, we finished talking about some blue chew, let's talk about the New York Knicks and their orange and blue got chewed up by the Toronto Raptors. Whew. I ain't gonna lie. This isn't one of those games that makes me feel like complete shit. And I'll tell you why. It's probably from the very first visual that I caught of this game. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the game, my first thought was, is this a rerun? I'm not going to lie. That was my first thought. I thought it was a rerun. I thought for some reason the Knicks game wasn't on and they were showing us an old Raptors and Knicks game. 
because there were no fans in the stands. Because of what? Because of COVID. <sighs> so, we're back to no fans in the stands. Don't know for how long. Don't know for how many teams. Don't know. Actually, I don't know shit. I was surprised by this. What I do know that... That game was in Toronto, correct? Yes, it was. Yeah, I think they're, they're capped at 100 right now. Ah, Okay. So and it was something like that. It was, it was about a hundred. It was about a hundred to two hundred family and friends at the game, like like really just close family and friends. Kind of like how they did in the bubble when they started allowing people in. That's kind of what they did here. It was just family and friends. But yeah, could have been somewhere around a hundred, two hundred people. I, I thought they said like two hundred. I know you mentioned number to me, but it could have been a hundred. But um, yeah, it was it was there was no fans in the stands really. And, and but you you could hear a few. You could you could still hear a few. You could still hear the few that was there. As, as they as as they were chanting or, or doing whatever they can to add enthusiasm to the added to add added enthusiasm to the game. The it wasn't just the fans that were missing from this game. Like most teams around this time of year, right now, players were missing from this game. Um, SB, you're probably going to be better off to talk about who Toronto was missing, but I could tell you who the Knicks were missing. The Knicks had no workhorse Julius Randle. They had no rim protection in Nurse Noel and Mitchell Robinson. They had no Derrick Rose because he has an ankle injury. They had no Kimball Walker because he's going through fatigue issues, right? Uh, that's basically, that's one, two, three starters, technically. And your sixth man. And your seventh man. Or your first center off the off off the bench to give Mitchell Robinson relief. So that's your starting center and your backup center. And oh yeah. J uh, Jacoby Sims or whatever his name is, first name is. He's 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 also out with COVID. <clears throat> it was so weird how COVID protocols hit the Knicks, right? Because I felt like a couple weeks ago. It was all of the young guys, right? Majority of the young guys that were all catching COVID. And then after they all came back, it seemed like now it was all of the veteran guys time to go catch COVID or to be out. Yeah, folks, New York Knicks were missing five key players. And like I said, it's not it's not a crime of river scenario. And I'm not here looking for sympathy. My uncle taught me a long time ago that if you want sympathy, open up the dictionary and look between shit and syphilis. So I don't want any of that. I don't want shit. I don't want syphilis. I don't want sympathy. I was actually going to say, I know I like to joke around you when the Ravs beat the Knicks, but I take no uh, pleasure in yesterday. It was the actually the first, the fourth game this season we had our full starting five in the lineup. OG, Pascal, Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, and Van Vliet. And... What a hell of a lineup did it look. Basically, the Toronto Raptors, and, and this is one of my first times seeing all of, like exactly what they have. And what they have are like four spicy peas. They have basically like four guys that are like six foot eight, six foot nine, lanky as shit. 
that all drive, all protect the rim, all guard, all guard perimeter. And the New York Knicks were struggling. And the New York Knicks struggled. But he also struggled not having any primary penetrator. Any guy that could basically really get his own shot. This was one of the this was the opportunity for Julius Red, not Julius Red, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, who Knicks fans were were I don't even want to say clamoring. They were hooting and hollering for. They were starting to beat down the fence in the beginning of the, in the front of the stadium for. Because oh and and for good reason. Obi Toppin's plus minus off the bench has been ridiculous. We're talking we're talking stuff like 13 minutes, 17 points, 8 rebounds. And a block. So you have to so you can understand how fans feel well, if he's doing that in 13 minutes. How about we try to give him 26? And see what he can do then. So even to a fucked up point where when when it was mentioned that Julius Randle was out with COVID, there was a small portion of the Knicks fan base that rejoiced because they wanted Obi Toppin to play so bad. Now I could get you you being not discouraged, Knicks fans. Because you have to change your thinking sometimes, right? Why are you rejoicing at somebody's injury? No, no, no. You're not discouraged at Julius Randle's injury because now this is the time. Now you get the opportunity to see what Obi Toppin can really do. And what you saw from Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, Deuce McBride, Quinton Grimes were a squad that doesn't know how to play together. A squad that isn't used to each other. A squad that couldn't get real penetration, couldn't get any real assists going on, couldn't find any real continuity or real momentum. Because this squad, which is basically the young squad now, the squad that people have been wanting to be pushed out there because like, hey, we're going to try. This is going to be trial by fire. Let's let you know what this trial by fire looks like. This trial by fire looks like a lot of hiccups and a lot of losing. And I don't think Knicks fans want to go back there again. Knicks fans, you may be a little bit more upset and things may hurt a little bit more now because this is the most expectation that we've had in the last 10 years. And it feels like we're taking a step back instead of even maintaining or taking a step forward where we're still kind of maintaining the same status quo from last year. Knicks fans, you really don't want to go back to when we didn't even have a chance. Because I'm not going to lie to you, a squad full of these young guys right now, and granted, we're talking about these young guys now, what, almost 40 games into the season? And this is their first time really playing together like this in any capacity. Shit should look odd. They haven't been playing together like this for 40 straight games. And now they came out and had a performance like this. No, this is 40 games now. And this is the first time they get it put together as a unit. And they have to figure out each other's tendencies, where they like to catch the ball, the easiest, like their easiest point of contact. Those little idiosyncrasies that makes good teams great and which makes great teams champions. They have none of that. What they have is hustle on the defensive end. And they work hard and they play hard. And they covered you like a jail because you work hard, play hard, you work hard, you play hard, you work hard. You start. I've had a lot of Usher. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I don't know. That era of songs have been stuck in my head today. 
Again, folks, we do have this uh, we do have this football game going on in the background, folks. Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to send Big Ben Roethlisberger off correctly. As as my boy SB said earlier, Ben Roethlisberger is looking every bit like his age is catching up with him as he play on Heinz Field. You guys get the pun. I just had to point this out. Well, go on, Sugars. I see you hopping in the pod bean roll. He is looking about 57 years old, like SB said. Again, you guys are gonna have to catch these. These are bars for you, even though they're even though even though you guys ain't seeing them. These are bars. You got to do some research. They work. Like <coughs> so. Not only do the New York, like I said, not only have these have these guys not played together, right, for 40 games, and now you're throwing them out there. Against a Toronto team that isn't bad, like a Toronto team that has won a championship, they still have that championship culture looming and and influencing their their gameplay and their mentality, right? And then you, like I said, you, and then you had a bunch of your guys come back. A lot, a lot of the guys that you're looking to build your future with, a lot of these six foot nine, athletic wing kind of guys that. Play both sides of the course and makes your life a living hell on defense, and that's what the New York Knicks were. When their life were a living hell on, I'm playing against the Toronto Raptors. Also, the New York Knicks had no practice, no practice. So just add all the elements: COVID. These guys have never been to, have have never played together before. They didn't even get a chance to practice. They're on the road. That is a recipe for disaster, and that's exactly how the Knicks looked disastrous. Damn near dastardly. Ding dong. Now there's two things that kind of came out that 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 arised, right? Two questions, right? Two two trades of thoughts that kind of arised from this game. One of them had been brewing for a couple of for a couple of weeks now, but it came it became a little bit more strong, a lot more evident during this game. The first one is what to do with Obi Toppins, as we as we spoke about earlier, right? Obi Toppins is finding a hard time getting minutes, obviously because R.J. Barrett, not R.J. Barrett, but Julius Randle plays a lot of minutes by design of Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau burns out his starters. Again, I'm not a fan of that. I don't care if you burn them out on defense or you burn them out on offense. You're gonna have to go to your to your rotations. I don't care if you're Tom Thibodeau or Coach D'Antoni. Yes, I want two total different sides of the spectrum. But look how they both have the same similar problem. They have short benches. And based on how hard they go on one side of the ball, they get burnt out and get injury prone a lot. Their teams, this happens with them. You need to find that balance. Like that girl walking with too much booty in her pants. Gotta find that balance. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 oompa, loompa, dippity dee. You need to balance the fucking team. <laughs> so, the first thing I was looking at was Obi Toppin's position. And I could get Obi Toppin not getting a lot of minutes behind Julius Randle because he plays a lot of the four behind him. But... I keep saying this a lot. 
I keep saying this a lot. I've been saying this a lot about Baker May, not Baker May, <laughs> about Obi Toppin this year. Is that it seems like he's been vetted by Taj Gibson, right? Is the door not open, baby? By Taj Gibson. And if it's not open, just give me a second. I'll just come to the garage. Right? That he's been... That he's been vetted or he's been mentored by Taj Gibson. Oh, okay. Good. I thought I heard you. And if he's being mentored by Taj Gibson, who is a 6'9 center... And always has been an undersized center. That maybe Obi Toppin should get more burn at five. And now I get it. There's not a lot of times that he get Obi Toppins and Julius Randle on the floor together because he was playing up at the four. But why not try him at five? Because Obi Toppin at five is kind of a stretch five. I don't know if anybody else sees this. And I'm going to get riled up and have to go with the soft voice again for the next half an hour of the podcast. But I don't know if I'm the only person that sees this. Obi Toppin is damn near stretch five. He is not scared to go out to that three-point line, allow you to have space in the middle so that you can, so whoever needs to function in the middle, function in the middle, you get the ball out to him in the three-point line, shoot, shoot that three-pointer. You don't get that from Mitchell Robinson. You don't get that from Nelson. And you get that a little bit from Taj, who he's, who he's being mentored by. And yet we can't get him more at the five. Even in this game, where Nurse Noel is gone, Mitchell Robinson is gone, all you have is Taj and Obi. You don't even play him at the five then. Move RJ Barrett up to the four. Go some small ball. Run up and down the court a little bit. Nothing. Nada. Zero zilch. Nah. So, for all the guys that uh, Knicks fans have been clamoring for Obi Toppin, I don't think the move for Obi Toppin at that four spot is going to hard to squeeze minutes out of there when if Julius Randle is playing anywhere between 35 to 42 minutes, where are you getting minutes for Obi? The minutes that you want where you think that he could be a game changer, you know, you get him at center. Because you know what I don't need when I have a healthy... Go ahead, baby. Go ahead and get a drink. I don't want a drink. I'm okay. Thank you. You know what I don't... Because you know what? When I, have a, when I have a healthy Nurse Noel and a healthy Mitchell Robinson, you know what I don't really want to see? I don't want to see Taj Gibson, to be honest with you, when everybody's healthy. If you have to bring in a, a third five, bring in Obi. Bring Obi in as that, as, as that five. I mean, I know you blame him at some minutes in the four or something. Some else, most of them blame him at the five. See what that looks like. <coughs> Who knows what a what a lineup of Obi Toppin, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, and Alex Burke could look like. Now we know Evan Fournier is is a turnstile. <laughs> is a turnstile on on defense. But outside of that, you'd be talking about five guys on the floor that are six foot six and better. 
215, 20 pounds and better, can all shoot the three-pointer and all have no problem driving to the lane. And may actually help pick up that pace a little bit. I know we love Mitch. I know he love Mitch. I know we love Mitch. But sometimes Mitch can, Mitch can play like a Mitch. A male bitch. I'm just saying. And then there's R.J. Barrett. Right? Then there's R. Oh, shit. Then there's R.J. Barrett. Wagwa, sugars. I see you trying to call it. Wagwa, baby. Let's go ahead and get you in here. Then there's R.J. Barrett, obviously. Right? And my other th my thought about R.J. Barrett was... This is now an opportunity without our, without Julius Randle for you to show what it means to be the third pick overall in New York. To see if you can show that, you know what? I deserve to be the second option after Julius Randle. Or the option right after Julius Randle. I don't know who you have as an option before him, but right after him, I deserve to be that next option. And I didn't get that from R.J. Barrett. What I got from R.J. Barrett is that he may need to join that bench squad. That he may be a more effective player if he was possibly coming off the bench. This is the first time I've thought of R.J. Barrett as a bona fide bench player since he's been with the New York Knicks. But seeing that he couldn't, and I, he couldn't take advantage of the New York Knicks not having any key or primary scorer makes me worry about. R.J. Barrett. It makes me start to worry about R.J. Barrett. Oh my god. Am I seeing this correct? Oh my god. Brooklyn must not have anybody on their damn team. Sorry guys. I just got distracted. We're basically done with this next talk. Let's, let's let you know. Just, 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 just to let you know. I'm basically done with this. So that's basically the last thing that I, that I have to say is about this, this thing going on with R.J. Barrett. Right? But um, Memphis is currently beating the brakes off of Brooklyn. On NBA TV, 105, 79, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. I was not expecting that at all. But that jaw-dropper Morant over there, Jesus. Jaw! He is a sight to behold. Now, there's uh, now as uh, uh, there's other NBA news, obviously besides the Knicks, right? As you guys, as you guys know, general manager LeBron James has decided to make a couple of moves and, and make a couple of tweaks to his Los Angeles Lakers, and he has gotten rid of longtime frenemy. Art, not say Art. Rajo, Rondo. And 
Are those snacks in there? You're hungry, ain't you? I see you. You're hungry, ain't you? Hey, homie. Where you at? Oh. Yep, I got one here. You already knew. Uh, let me move this for you. See, you already you came look you came over here looking. You already know you are hungry. I knew it. Your baby's hungry, sugars. Alrighty, so we're back. We're back. We're back. Right. So. <laughs> you gotta do that. You gotta do that. Oh, okay. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. He's so nervous. You drop it in and everything. <laughs> Just turn it off. Okay. Echo. 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 So. Um, general manager LeBron James has decided to make a decided to make a tweet to his team, and he has gotten a win of longtime friend of me. Um, one, this is for you. Oh, <laughs> Ja thirty three five seven Durant and Harden are both in. Oh, good God, googly moogly. That don't make no sense. And if I wasn't watching Ben Roethlisberger last game on Heinz Field. Then I probably would have this Brooklyn game on. Tonight, AJ Green. Oh, the cornerback. One tackle. Okay. I was like, AJ Green? I'm like, that's not his position. Why is he tackling people? What are they trying to do to him? <laughs> Different AJ Green. Um, so that's <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, right? Because I'm over here making fun of it. But in a weird way, that it does seem like some spiteful shit, don't it? Like, I never really liked you, um, Raja. So, the number one thing, like, even though you helped me win a championship, and we, uh, and I really needed you to win that championship, but um, I still don't like you, low-key. So I'm gonna do what's probably the, what's, is the worst thing that can happen to anybody in the NBA right now. Even though, even though they have a winning record, and if that is, I am going to sleep. I'm going to send you to Cleveland. And now that you've lost Ricky Rubio, you know what? My hometown of Cleveland, I will never go play for you again. But I'm going to keep you guys with some kind of some kind of serviceable point guard. So here goes Rondo. Cleveland! This is for you! And I feel... Uh, I ain't part of me makes me, part of this makes me laugh to see Raja Rondo in Cleveland, right? Because there's two sides of this, obviously. There's a basketball side, and then there's the comedic side, obviously. The basketball side of this says this actually is a good move for Cleveland, who just lost their their point guard in in, in Ricky Rubio, and early this year also lost um, um also lost Sexton, right? So. With, the, with, with both of those guys being lost, both of those guys being two primary ball handlers and even two distributors of the ball for you, you, you needed somebody else to help you start, well, want to be able to engage and initiate some of this offense. So I could I could understand Cleveland getting Rajon Rondo. What I don't get is Cleveland getting Rajon Rondo. 
seriously? <clears throat> because we know, because we know Rondo, right? We know Ron, how Rondo is, and I don't know if that's the kind of place to keep him engaged in basketball. But I also know that if any, if people are gonna keep paying him checks to be in this league, he's gonna keep taking them. I'm st the Raja Rondo move, while isn't a big splash for a basketball person like me, right, or sports fanatic like me, that likes even like the little underbelly stories that that, that could be woven from this, right? And this it'll be an underbelly of a story, right? You're gonna get the full chitlins of this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be some shit in there. Is what I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> right? Um, to, to me, this is classic LeBron. Like, things are going great, so he makes it. It's like a scapegoat thing. Like, well, we moved Rondo. Almost like saying, without saying that Rondo was the problem. I think that would have worked maybe back in the day. I don't think it works here in L.A. I know what you're saying. I don't know if it could work. I don't think it works, but I think that's what he's trying. It, he, you know, he could be, because it could be just in his muscle memory. And when things don't go right, give them a scapegoat. But this is one of those times where, nah, Pippin, ain't no scapegoat here. Like, look at you, like, basically look at you and look at us. All you niggas is old as fuck. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> and when I, granted, we're talking about his sports age. Because in real age, I, we're, like, me, LeBron, Camilla, Anthony, we're all about the same age. Look at LeMan in the mirror. For real. <laughs> um, the Lakers are just old. And they're not gelling. And they they got away. They got rid of a lot of those young legs that was really helping. Like, this team is built for... Young legs? Young legs. They got rid of the young, the young legs uh, that was on this team. That, that, was, that was helping keep, keep a little bounce on this team. <laughs> And now they're stuck in a scenario where this is one of those teams where you where you got to figure out, well, okay, let's see what happens when they make it to the playoffs. Because you figure they're going to sputter. I can't want to say sputter, but they're going to limp their way into the playoffs. I guess the same thing as sputtering, right? <laughs> they're going to limp their way into the playoffs, but I guess it's assumed by everybody that once they get into the playoffs, they're going to ramp everything back up. I don't know. That's what we thought last year. It wasn't supposed to be that way the year before either. If they if he wasn't if he wasn't awarded a three month layoff. So Rajah goes to the Lakers. I mean goes to Cleveland. I don't think that anybody would look at it and be like, even if, if this is LeBron's tactic, I don't think anybody's gonna look at this and say, Yeah, Raja Rondo is the reason why this team isn't winning. Raja Ronda isn't that much of a factor anymore for you for him to be a scapegoat once you trade him off the team. Unless it was just a bad chemistry thing. Like, there's no way Raja Ronda could be blamed. And then if it is a bad chemistry thing, you brought him back after letting him go. That's like trying to take your ex back after you guys broke up for a whole year. I'm watching football. I just wonder, like, why are you frozen over there? She's like, oh, maybe if I don't move, he won't see me. <laughs> hey, sugars. 
You know what? I don't know if I got a chance to tell you this, but I love you. He better tell me that he loved me on the fucking podcast. He better let y'all know that he fucking loved me. He's in love. Yeah. I thought, I, thought I thought you were talking to me. My bad. <laughs> LSB. <laughs> this is why I love this podcast. Yeah, there's, 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 never a, there's never a dull moment. There is never a dull moment. Just like, there's never a dull moment in Florida. Because any time, in any moment, you can have a Florida man moment. And we got a big Florida man moment on Football Sunday by somebody from Florida at that too. That plays for a team from Florida. But he did it in New York. <laughs> when everybody was watching. Because you know, if that shit happens in New York, it is reaching every corner of the globe twice before you go to sleep that night. Folks, the Florida man stinks up the joint again. He basically takes his ass and leaves a big brown streak across the field. Who am I talking about? The number one line stepper himself. You see his wee woo wee woo wee 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 woo wee woo bullshit right here? That is number one Antonio Brown. <laughs> Folks, oh my god. Like I I could not believe it. This guy, Antonio Brown, A Yo! So, as things become to unwind, right? It's come to my attention that this dispute may be because of playing time and bonus incentives. When Antonio Brown played the first half of the game and was still on pace this season to hit all of his bonuses. To give him an extra $1.2 million. And yet, for some reason, in the second half of the game, he doesn't want to go back in and play. Say what? He doesn't want to... We're talking about the game here. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about the game. Not practice. Not practice. But the game. The actual game. He doesn't want to play anymore. So Antonio Brown does his best Magic Mike impersonation and starts stripping his clothes off until he gets down to his skivvies. Just underwear or whatever those tights are that they wear. And starts chucking articles of clothing into the crowd. Stops in the New York Jets end zone. Starts starts getting a little calisthenics going. Does some jumping jacks. I wish at that point in time somebody from the Jets would have ran into him and blew his ass the fuck up. <laughs> With no pads on. Yes. just. <laughs> but apparently a blow like that is what made Antonio Brown get this way. That's what a lot of people believe. Because they don't believe that he was like this before that Vontez Burfick hit. And you know Vontez Burfick is a bona fide. Um, he, he's, he's on our list of piece of poop. Yeah, he, yeah. He's one, he's one of those dirty players, folks. Oh, no, he gets the pop award. He's a piece of poop. 
And Antonio Brown, ever since that hit, has made himself uh, a pop award repeat offender. Like, he goes for that award every single year. Bruce Arians, yes, you're right, SB. It's not the first time that Bruce Arians has had a problem with, with, with Antonio Brown. I'm just look, I'm looking at Antonio Brown like, how many chances do you want? See, you know what was crazy? What? Before this incident, incident, right? I would say that Antonio Brown probably gets into the Hall of Fame. The NFL would probably do what they'd like to do and humble him, make him wait a couple of years. But I feel like after this last this last go-round, he had the yards. He finally got a ring. He's been keeping his nose fairly clean this last year. If he bows out, you know, maybe he maybe they allow him into the Hall of Fame eventually. And I see because he of this. After that Super Bowl, before the Vax card thing, yeah. before this. And, and granted, he had to get back to this point of getting that Super Bowl ring and then keeping his nose clean for a while because before the Super Bowl ring and with just those yards, Antonio Brown antics has a, had already had already tarnished his Hall of Fame candidacy. And they already and, and he was already gonna get humbled. They already were going to give him the T.O. treatment. Trust me, they like. What happened to T.O. was going to be light work based off what happened to Antonio Brown. Light work. But I thought he started washing all of that away. And then he t he reminds us, I'm sorry. I am a... Here comes the line stepper, Antonio. <laughs> the habitual line stepper. And now this happens... And then it just brings everything back. Oh yeah, you know what? This is the same guy that was sexually harassing his sexually harassing his his masseuse or his painter, right? This is the same guy that didn't want to pay the moving guy. This is the same guy that didn't want to pay his chef. This is the same guy. Like you understand? This is the same guy. 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 You just you just get reminded of all of this despicable things that Antonio Brown has shitted up the place with. Like Antonio's shit has been all over the place. We're gonna call, we're gonna call about Tony so we didn't have to play preseason. Yes, didn't want to play preseason, so he pulls a stunt. Yeah, it's been one thing after another when it came to Antonio Brown, and with this last thing, I'm really looking at him like, do you make it into the Hall of Fame? Do they? And and he probably will make it to the Hall of Fame. But I'm telling you right now, they're going to humble the shit out of him if they allow him in. They're going to wait years. They are going to wait years and upon years before they put him in. And when they finally do, I, I don't even know how, how, like how to receive it. But you know what's funny, though? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be received a whole lot better than he was trying to receive that cap because <laughs> how crazy is this? That instead of you being in the game that you're supposed to be in, right? You are now on your old TikTok. Trying to catch a cab. In New York. Because you know what? The team said, you ain't going to be on the bus with us. And you can't be on the plane with us. You can't fly on the plane. They're in New York. They're supposed to come back to Tampa. 
You know that play with us. You don't know about this team. Sorry, B. It's a wrap. Wrap it up. You think? Do you think he ever plays a down in the NFL no. again? No. No. Zero percent. Like we just said about his own, zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. Listen, if he plays in the NFL again, it's because Urban Myers is his head coach. <laughs> or Adam Gase. <laughs> like, where, it's of, but you understand if like it's one of those things. Like if, if he coaches again, I'm sorry, if he plays again, it's I am beyond odd. And it's also because who gives him a chance after this? He is lucky. He is lucky. And honestly, he's not only lucky, Tom Brady is lucky. But he is lucky that the person vouching for him after all these years has been Tom Brady. Because if it wasn't literally the who people consider the greatest quarterback in the game right now vouching for him, Antonio Brown doesn't get another foot on another field. I don't think he does. And, and maybe not just Tom Brady. You know, the Russell Wilsons, the, 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 the Aaron Rodgers. It has to be those caliber character guys that even when they miss on you, it doesn't. It isn't a reflection on them having bad character. It's just a reflection on you and your bad judgment over and over and over and over. I'm still gonna think him and Flash Gordon are related. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. Fuck up number one and fuck up number two. They should do a movie together. Fuck up and fuck up her. I've never seen yo. I never one dude was just one dude was just smoking weed. This dude is doing some. Beyond shit. I, but, it, but it's also chance after chance. Like I said, dumb and dumber. Fuck up and fuck up her. Because these are two of the most talented guys we've seen at wide receiver this last decade. And yet, one guy we can't see and the other guy we don't want to see. We'll rather see Odell Beckham Jr. fight a goddamn... Um, go fight a, um, a, a kicking net again. And watch these two guys play. I'd rather see Odell Beckham on Love and Hip Hop. I'd rather see, Love, I'd rather see Odell Beckham on, hey, I want to give this broad my last rose show. Whatever it is. <laughs> the Bachelorette. There we go. <laughs> like two John Cena's. Yeah, it's like missionary position every time. <laughs> <coughs> It's like every time you think you're about to get something good and crazy. Oh, nope, back to the beginning. Squeak him, squeak him, squeak. Antonio Brown. This is a disappointment. And it's, and it's, and it's Tom Brady that's vouching for you. Like, if you can't get your shit together with Tom, the greatest quarterback in the game is vouching for you. He's brought you into his home. You're a 30-something-year-old man. It has to be babysat by another 40 something year old man. They over here, like every time they have to ask Tom Brady, like, hey, yo, Tom, what's going on with your boy Antonio? Tom Brady's only response is, I'm a man, I'm 40. Don't ask me about him. I ain't got shit to do with that. But Tom Brady does recognize that this man needs help. I think we've all recognized for some time that Antonio Brown needs help. What Antonio Brown doesn't need anymore is a spotlight of football. I, like, he doesn't need football anymore. He doesn't need a spotlight of football. He doesn't need the money of football. He doesn't need the distraction of football. 
what he needs to distract himself with is himself and bettering himself. He needs to go find what the next full next new moon is and go write down some shit that he needs that, that he wants to change in his life. Cause this motherfucker needs a reset in his energy. Antonio's shit is all over the place. It's always all over the place. For what, right now? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Where you get those? Get oh, yeah. My grandma gave them to me. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Little poop poop fatty. <sighs> Careful of the bottle. <laughs> had, had a hit with one of, my, one of the lines from my homeboy, Fluffy. Little poop poop fatty. <laughs> I still don't forget that day. Yeah, like, you know what you don't know what you're saying from another language, but you like, you kind of know what you're saying, but you don't know what you're saying, but you kind of know what you're saying. Yeah, my homegirl Fluffy, like he saw this chick, like, hey, girl, you poop poop fat. I was like, yo, you can't just come like, come like what? Like, you just basically stop that giving like, hey, you have a fat pussy. Like, you can't do that, you barbarian. Like, we ain't in our twenties, no more. Can't be walking up to girls and talking about, hey, girl, you poop poop fat. You can't be pulling a verbal Jameis Winston on them. You know what, folks? Just let you know, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get some more into the league, right? We're going to talk about those Jets a little bit more, right? We're actually going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown and what's been happening. We're actually going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about the Giants a little bit. Continue, continue to monitor this Pittsburgh game. Go around the league. We're going to have some fun. We'll be back for more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Really, I just gotta go blow my nose. I'm stuffy as shit. Alright, you guys enjoy. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Right, we are back with the Body Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one who told me till I got my co-host with me, SB. But what about co-host for the evening? I don't know where I don't know where Mark or any one of those other guys are at. But I hope SB didn't think that I was that I was switching feeds. I normally switch feeds when I play that commercial. <laughs> so I hope he didn't think I was switching feeds and he just switched off um, out of out of muscle memory. <sighs> folks, but don't forget about muscle memory, folks. We do have we have we do have Bluetooth, folks. And if you'd like to get yourself a free order of Bluetooth, all you have to do is use our promo code for this week of S of H S B H. That's Hotel Sierra Bravo Hotel. You'll be able to get your first order of Bluetooth for free on me. 
and folks here for my tea. Okay, as we continue, I know I'm still I'm still I'm sort of style stuffier, stuffier, and I don't know if it's you guys, but it's but, it's, but I'm sort of feel like I'm sounding drunk, just a little bit, right? I sort of feel like I'm sounding just a little bit drunk. But we gonna keep on pushing. We gonna keep on moving on with the podcast, right? As we start, as we, as we continue to go around the league, right? And I spoke a lot about the antics of one Antonio Brown, without even talking about the game in itself. The game, which was actually looking like a good game for, and I want to say it was looking like a good game. For this time, only because the Jets were winning. But it was, but it was a hell of a game that looked like the Jets could pull it off for what was it, fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds. Yep, folks, that's how much. That's how long the New York Jets basically held the lead for in this game. <clears throat> the New York Jets jumped out to an early lead, right? They, and they, and they took the first score of the game, right? Seven nothing. Makes you know it's 14-7. Basically, the New York Jets had Tampa Bay playing from behind the whole entire time. And we're getting to the end. Like We're getting to the end of the game. New York Jets are up. Thank you, baby. The New York Jets are up. Right? It's fourth and two. A touchdown here. They up by like three or four. I can't remember what the score. I can't remember what it was, but three point differential, four point differential stop. Jets have been doing a phenomenal job, right? Throughout the whole entire game. Passing, running the ball. You know, even had a, even had an interception on Tom Brady, which on a very cool scenario. Tom Brady even managed to even managed to um, sign the football of the individual that that um, intercepted his ball because the guy that intercepted the ball came and asked for, asked for um, uh, came and asked Tom Brady for an it um, a signature and he, and he did sign that ball which I thought you know in a football aspect that you know they said because you you know Tom Brady's now is established he's fully established now right so now you get a you get an interception off of him. You realize that not only are you intercepting one of the goats of the game, but this may be one of the last interceptions that he throws. You know, I mean, like he doesn't have too many more. He's gonna throw more interceptions, but you're talking about you may have the, the ball of one of his last ten interceptions thrown in the game, unless he just goes really bad. You know, it and plays his game a little, plays his game a little too long, and. He plays his game a little too long, and then next you know he has one of those years where he has one of those years where he's just putting up duck after duck after duck after duck. But you have to figure that for the most part, you're probably that they're probably looking at it like, hey, you know what? There's not going to be many more two opportunities that either I'm going to get or that any individual is going to get to really get an interception on Tom Brady. So let me go ahead and get this uh, get this ball signed. This, this is going to be part of history. Right, I can show this to my friends, show this to my kids, show this to my family. This is the time I intercepted Tom Brady. <sighs> like I said, good action-packed game from front to back. And then the Jets crash. And they allowed one survivor. And that one survivor was Tom Brady. And then things got personal. 
the New York Jets would be on the two-yard line. Right? Not like Cincinnati. Right? Where they had a plethora of chances and the game is already locked in and you're just trying to punch, punch, punch. Right? <clears throat> but the New York Jets have this, have out, get all the way to the goal. They get opportunity, 4-2. They're not going to kick the field goal. Right? Kicking the field goal, if I'm not mistaken, would have would have allowed would have allowed Tampa Tampa Bay to, to tie up that game. Right? They don't kick the field goal. They decide they didn't want to go for it. Now this now this is a game where like I said, the New York Jets had some momentum going their way. Right? They actually had a decent amount of momentum going their way. And I'm going to tell you this, right? Before I even talk any more positively about this game. These are the kind of games that I hate. Just to let you know. I hate these late season games. Where teams look good at the end of the season. When there are no expectations whatsoever. And this gets looked at as, Oh, I wonder if this is momentum that they could carry into next... Well, how come they couldn't build on this momentum any time before now this year? You're telling me 16 games in and this is now where we find momentum? When nothing matters? You're playing against one of the greatest and you actually want to play well? So that you... Yeah, I, I miss me with all of that. I, I'm not a fan of these late season... Good games by bad teams. I hate them. This is how you hold on to trash quarterbacks too long. This is how you fool yourself that your team isn't as bad as you thought they were. The Jets were actually moving the ball well. Michael Carter was having himself a game. Actually, the New York Jets as a whole... We're having themselves a game in the run column. And with fourth and two, you would have thought, you know what? Let's go big body package and let's show them that big body energy and run this ball down their throat behind our run back, behind our full back, punch right down in the middle, some Rex Ryan. Should we go for that motherfucker? Like you would think that's what would happen. But nope. That wouldn't be the case. Zach Wilson had might as well did a butt fumble in this scenario. Yeah, folks. He might as well had did a butt fumble. Shout out to his to it to his dudes over alumni, Gino Smith and Mark Sanchez. The last two rookie quarterbacks to beat Tom Brady at that too. Just say it. Just say it. Now, here we are, fourth and two. Just about got two minutes left, I think. Touchdown here closes out the game. And instead of going to your running back, your fullback, or any kind of person with the name back, on the offensive side that runs the ball for a living, 
Zach Wilson decides to play Captain Saverhole. And he wants to do this shit himself. And what does doing it himself mean? It means that him at 180. Now, mind you, not Tom Brady, who's a pretty big guy that people don't don't realize. Not Tom Brady size. Not Eli Manning size. Not Peyton Manning size. Obviously, that means he's not Ben Roethlisberger size. Not Josh Allen size. Not Lamar Jackson's quickness. Not Colin Murray's quickness. Not, you see what I'm getting at here? He didn't possess any of the prerequisite skills to go two yards on his own. When the other team is putting their big personnel up there. We're talking about two 500-pound linemen. And you want a quarterback sneak with 180 pounds soaking wet? So, I think you guys already know what happens when you throw a wet towel up against a rock. Yes, Kerr Splat. Kerr Splat. That's exactly what happened. New York Jets get stood up. They get a turnover on downs. And now the ball is in Tom Brady's hands with no timeouts needed to go 98 yards. <laughs> really? Especially when you don't have a Rex Ryan or kind of or any kind of defense for that matter that can that can really hold up weight. 98 yards with no touchdowns against the Jets? Pfft. Tom Brady has been doing that in his sleep for 20 years. This wasn't a game. This was an exercise for him. You understand? Tom Brady has been pulling off game-winning two-minute drives on the New York Jets for now better part of three, for, for now three decades. Is it three decades? He did it in the 90s, did it in the 2000s, did it in the 2001s, the 2010s, now he's doing it. Four decades! I don't even know how that works. Wait, how long has he been playing? He ain't playing in the 90s. I'm tripping. Did he start playing in the 90s? He was in 2000, I think. Okay. I'm about to say, Carl Wobbed over here thinking he played in 98. Still got Betty White on the brain. <laughs> so, when I saw this, I was like, oh, this game is over. The moment the Jets didn't get that touchdown, there was no... It was, I don't know why anybody would need to watch that game after that point. Because we all knew what was about to happen. Tom Brady was about to march right down the field, score a touchdown, and say... Hold my beer. I've been here before, and I was doing this while you were born. And I just learned, Tom Brady and Mac Jones has the same birthday? Is that true? Because if it isn't him, it is, that, that is Zach Wilson. But I could have sworn they said Mac Jones. And I was like, this that, that 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 makes no sense. Like, if that if that really is the case, then we really have the reincarnate of Tom Brady. 
all over again. Told you my phone never misses. So the New York Jets, they end up losing. Um, they, they weren't really playing for anything except for pride. And in the New York Jets, sorry ass narrative, right? This is a win for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the New York Jets, sorry ass narrative, this is a win. As this Cleveland and Pittsburgh game just came out of the half not too long ago, it is 10 nothing for Pittsburgh. Because the New York Jets... They didn't want to ruin their draft position, which is which is if I'm not mistaken right now, it's a top five, top seven pick. But they also played well. See, remember I told you I hate how these games look at the end of the season. They played well enough for people to be like, "Whoa, oh, oh, look, look what we can do, pickable, <laughs> pickable, look what we can do." And I hate it. I. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> Wait, do they? Wait, hold on, hold on. Matt Jones and Tom Brady. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They, okay. I could have swore. Okay, so they, you know, you're probably right. I, I, I could have swore I heard the commentators say that Tom Brady and, uh, and, and some quarterbacks share the same birthday. I thought it was Matt Jones. Wait, was it Joe Burrow? Nah, let me stop. I'm gonna have you start looking up all young quarterbacks, but, but I really thought it was one of those guys. I really, I really thought it was Matt I, Jones. I made, a, I made a mistake. I think. I think it was Zach. You're right. It is Zach Wilson that he has shares a birthday with. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I knew I thought it was Matt Jones. I thought it was, but then I, as I'm recalling, I'm realizing that I may have heard this tidbit during the Jets game, which now makes me wonder, like, why would they mention that during the Jets game? Unless it was Zach Wilson. <laughs> I, I swear I Googled them and they said two different birthdays and then I Googled the same birthday as Tom Brady and Zach Wilson popped up. So I don't know what's going ah. on. <laughs> so, okay. So was it Mac Jones? Okay. So was, so was Zach Wilson. Which is crazy because I think, I think how they ended up presenting this was when Tom Brady was drafted or when he won his first Super Bowl, like Mac Jones was like two or something like that, was just getting bored. It was some crazy shit like that. Right? But, no, no, when Tom Brady was a senior in college, Zach Wilson was born. Something like that. Something something insignificant like that. But the New York Jets, like I said, the New York Jets, they find this to be a good win. A good loss, I should say. They didn't lose their draft stock. They, right now, they currently hold the fifth pick. Thank you, SB, for getting that information to me. Um, they looked good in a loss against... Tom Brady and a Super Bowl contended team. You saw things and flashes from Zach Wilson, right? Probably the number one thing was just get your balls to your playmakers. Let them do their thing. Like, you don't need to try to make the Aaron Rodgers 65-yard Hail Mary touchdown pass every single play. Learn from your successful contemporary in New England and just make the play to your playmaker. Just get the ball to the guy that can catch the ball. Just keep making reception. Just keep make passing for receptions and they'll do the work. 
and you keep getting the ball to them, and eventually something big will happen. You don't always have to try to make the big thing happen. Just do the little thing, and the big thing will come. And that sounds like foreplay now. <laughs> but... <coughs> Segway for a Blue Chew uh, ad read. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you guys forget Blue Chew promo code for this week. HSBH. Hotel Sierra Bravo Hotel. So the New York Jets would end up eventually losing this game 28-24. to I didn't see anything positive in this game. Guys, call it what you want. I didn't see the positive in this game. Braxton Berrios, okay, 8 for 12. He got caught 75% of his passes. We see Ty Johnson getting involved. You see, you, you saw Zach Wilson, you saw Zach Wilson, period. Just played a decent kind of basketball, uh, played a decent style of football. Complimentary football at that. But it wasn't enough. And again, I don't want to see, I don't care about these games here at the end of the season. Show me this consistently from week 5 to week 12. How about that? From week 4 to week 12. How about those four, well, between those eight weeks, you show me this consistently. I don't care about the first three weeks of the season when nothing's on the line. I don't care about the last two weeks of the season when there's nothing on the line. I care about the fucking meat and potatoes of the season. You show me this for eight weeks in the middle of the season. And then I'll believe you. You show me this when things count. And maybe I'll give you credit. Show me this when the pressure is at its highest. And maybe, just maybe, I'll allow you to say that, oh, we look good at a loss. Other than that, you just lost. And you lost a game that was winnable. Because you played yourself on the goal line. I would have rather have came in here and said, the New York Jets beat Tampa Bay, beat Tom Brady, whoop that ass from pillar to post. You basically held this lead for 59 minutes and 30 seconds to give it away the last minute of the game. That ain't refreshing to me. That ain't quench my thirst. I'm disgusted. I want to throw up even more. I'm supposed to be happy? We played good and maintained the fifth spot? Maybe I would have been happy if Seattle would have lost. Maybe. Maybe. But Seattle, they ain't lose. They wanted to send Russell Wilson out well, too. He wants to redeem himself out, too. So what does Seattle do? Seattle goes ahead and they get a win. Why does Seattle matter? The New York Jets have the Seattle's first-round pick. And the Seattle Seahawks suck this year. So the New York Jets have two top-ten picks. While this game was probably the most disappointing game to me, because obviously of the Jets, the, because of the Jets' affiliation, the most satisfying game to me was Tennessee versus Miami. And you know what? I didn't, it wasn't even Tennessee versus Miami yet. Right? It was actually, what was before then? It was Cincinnati versus Kansas City, actually. Now, that game enticed me from an actual football standpoint. 
I think it may be a foregone conclusion that the MVP of the season is going to go to one of two players, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. But I feel like there's a people's champ out there that we're going to miss. And I think that the people's champ is somebody between Jonathan Taylor and Smokin' Joe Burrow. Those are the two guys in this equation that, what did Zach Wilson say to Antonio Brown that he was running off the sideline? BYU chip. Brady drafted in 2000, Mac born in 98. Wild. <sighs> oh, B, why you tripping? <laughs> I hate you, That wasn't bad, though. That wasn't bad, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought that was going to be one of those jokes I had to explain, and I wasn't sure which half of the joke I had to explain. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, I, I was really sitting there like, BYU, BYU, I was like, okay, let me slow this down. B, why are you tripping? I got you, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I had to. <laughs> oh, man. And again, it's a good thing that even after Antonio Brown walked off in the second half, they still managed to rally around and win this. I can't, I can't. But, okay, we're off, we're off that game. Kansas City and Cincinnati. I think it was this game and the Cincinnati victory that eliminated Miami, as well as, like, five other teams at the same time. Like, this game had all the heat. We told you last, we told you last week, there were a couple of blue-chew go-hard or go-home games of the week, right? And... I want to say that they all have lived up to expectation. One of the, the first one on our list was Kansas City and Cincinnati. We also had Arizona and Dallas. We had LA Rams and Baltimore. Even though we felt iffy about that one. Because of the COVID scenario. The last Blue Chew Go Hard or Go Home game of the week... Just out of respect to Ben Roethlisberger, what's this game that we have on tonight? It was really all based off of the game that we have on tonight. And the fact that it just must be Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heights Field. But really the two qualifiers were Kansas City and Cincinnati, Arizona, and Dallas. And I enjoyed every bit of those two games. I enjoyed every bit of those two games. More none than the Cincinnati and, 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 and Kansas City. Where in a weird way, I feel that in most scenarios, I catch myself rooting for Patrick Mahomes. This wasn't one of those scenarios. I am smitten by smoking Joe Burrow. Like, he is the bee's knees to me right now. I, I don't know why. I am so drawn to him. It could be... These two 400-plus-yard performances and four touchdowns, I was drawn to him a little bit before that. You guys remember, folks, We came. he came into this league with me calling him Smoking Joe Burrow. And he has not lost that nickname yet. I have not had to call him Damn Daniel like I do the guy in, 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 in New York. 
I've been high on the Bengals and Joe Burrow since the beginning of the season, if you remember. No, you, you, were, yeah, you were super high. You were super high. You were super high. I just, I just, I just respected his game. I, I, I didn't know how well they were going to do. I just respected Joe Burrow's game. But I don't think I expected this. Even, even I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. No. I thought they were going to be like nine, nine and eight. But, but, but I, 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 also imagine, look who, in the, look who is in their division. We all had Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland ahead of them. They were the low men on the totem pole. Here's Pittsburgh, not even going to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh right now is hoping to get a W so that Mike Tomlin doesn't have his first losing season. That's where they're at. Baker Mayfield, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest with you. And we all know that Baltimore is also struggling to make the playoffs as well, too, because they've been ravaged by COVID. It's actually just Ohio right now. That's all it is in that, in, in that division. It's all about Ohio. The O-H-I-O. But what Joe Burrow has been doing these last couple of weeks has nothing less of spectacular. Thank you, phone. And the other part about it is that he is doing it with his wide receiver from school, which I know that we said this early in the season, but let me go ahead and reassure this and reaffirm this, right? We saw we saw this a little bit. We saw this a little bit. We saw this a little bit already, and we and we're gonna start seeing a whole lot more of this. But if your quarterback and your wide receiver starts coming out in two different years, start looking start looking as of a pattern, especially after this. Start realize there's gonna be a pattern of quarterbacks being teamed up with their college wide receivers. If that team can make it happen, it's gonna happen. Because not only am I impressed by Smoking Joe Burrow, is his first name Jamar? Is it Jamar Chase? But their wide receiver, sorry? Their wide receiver, Chase, is gold. As, as we talk about Betty White, he is golden. He is pure money. Like, he is Randy Moore, straight cash homie kind of money. As he is doing things as a rookie that hasn't been done since Randy Moss. Like, these 200-plus yard catching games and back-to-back-to-back over here sounded like a Drake diss track? So, thank you, SB. Joe Burrow's last two weeks. 67 for 85, 971 yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. And I feel that Jamar Chase, I hope that's his right name, has about 500 of those yards, easily 400. Easily half, I want to say. <laughs> like, I'm saying 500, 400, but I really believe it's just about half. Wait, Jamar, 18 receptions for 381. Burning. Burning people. Killing them. Like, between him and the guy Pitts from 
for 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 Atlanta. It, it it has been it's been a show. Like Joe Burrow, if you're not watching Cincinnati this year, they put in their case to be much CTV next year. They put in their case that they're gonna have to get a couple of Monday night games. They may have to get a Sunday night game or a Thursday night. Cincinnati is going to get. They have put in their case for more prime time games. They are an offensive line away from being a serious Super Bowl threat. It is. It is. It is. It is a sight to see and. Similar to the Jets, except in Cincinnati's case, this game really was already. Actually, no, I'm lying. This game was not in the bag. Cincinnati was sitting there down, wasn't it? Twenty-eight, thirty-one, and here are the Cincinnati Bengals. On the two-inch line. Not the two-yard line. Like the Jets were. The two-inch line. And you know what they did? They ran it. They ran it. They ran it. And they failed three straight times. (laughs) And they got stood up. Chiefs were up 28-14 at one point in the game. And Cincinnati got stood up three straight times. But this is fourth down territory, and they weren't going to go kick the field goal. They weren't going to kick the field goal at all. They were going for the win. On fourth down, Joe Burrow, smoking Joe Burrow, steps back to throw, gets the ball off. We have a flag in the backfield and a flag in the end zone. Foul on, the, foul on the offense, foul on the defense, offset of penalties, replay fourth down. It was like nine end zone tries, right? So this is still this one drive. So they redo, they redo this. Then they fall back again. Bloop, 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 bloop. Joe Burrow takes a little drop back, goes to pass the ball. Pass interference. Ball moved up one inch and a new set of downs. So that's those three stops that Kansas City just made washed by two penalties. And now we have a whole new set of downs, a whole new set of four downs. And Cincinnati does, and Cincinnati does the right thing this time. They get the ball in there. Actually, no, this game was tied, wasn't it? Curry Vegas odds favorite for coach of the year, Zach Taylor for the Bengals. Wait. Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor? What does that name sound like? Zach Taylor. Nah, that's not who I'm thinking of. Actually, I think I may be either be lying. I don't think this I don't think Cincinnati was down in this game. When they were when they was having that run. Actually, I think this game may have been tied 31-31. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because after failing 
to score a touchdown on that first set of drives. Then they took their knees and they kicked the field goal. Right with time. Ah, yes. Because if they scored a touchdown, there's still going to be a little bit of time left. So that's why they wanted to get that touchdown. But they didn't get the touchdown. Instead, Cincinnati, now Kansas City fucked up. You set it down. Cincinnati takes it all the way down to the three-second mark. They plant the ball, kick the field goal, 34-31. Kansas City loses. They fall out of the number one spot. If I'm not mistaken, Tennessee clinches number one? Or moves into the, no, not clinches, but gets into the number one spot now? And like I said, with that one loss, if I'm not mistaken, the Dolphins got eliminated and about five other teams. All I remember is the Dolphins being eliminated. That's all I really cared about was that the Dolphins be watching that game from home. Now, what? Now, in, in that play, in that game-winning drive, right, or that, in that game-winning play, I told you that... Um, that there was a pass interference, right, on that first set of drives that didn't go too well. Well, on that same play that had that drive that didn't go too well because they, because, uh, but it was actually a pass interference, but Joe Burrow had to get that ball back on that play. Joe Burrow gets pancaked. And next thing you know, he's holding up his knee, or he's holding his knee. And he doesn't come back into the game. If I'm not mistaken, he even got carted off. So, Joe Burrow, as much as we talk about him, we're going to have to keep an eye on him in the injury report because we ain't going to know his condition moving into the playoffs. And if they don't have a healthy Joe Burrow, there goes all of their playoff hopes. <laughs> it's really that simple. And... I don't think anybody was expecting Cincinnati to win a Super Bowl this season. But I don't think anybody would have been shocked if they won a game in the playoffs. Without Joe Burrow, I don't even think a game is manageable. Who would they matched up with right now if the playoffs started today? Is it the Chargers? Uh, let's me take a look at the playoff picture. The Colts. I think the Colts. Who also just clinched a playoff spot, didn't they? So let's see, let's see here, let's see here, let's see here. So I know. Let's see the Titans clinched. Bills, Patriots, Bengals, Colts. So yeah, so the so the Titans they clinched the AFC South, and that's now for the second season. The Patriots they clinched their playoff berth. Uh, I thought Indiana had clinched a playoff spot. The Bengals clinched the AFC North. Let's see, where's my playoff picture screen at? Wait, let me see, we're getting close to, okay, yep, we are getting close to that turnaround time. Okay, let's see here, our playoff picture. Nope, that's college playoffs. All right, baby, see you tomorrow. All right, baby. I'm pretty sure it's Bengals Colts. I'm pretty sure it's Bengals Colts. Here we go. Playoff picture. Let's refresh this a little. Okay, so as it currently stands in the playoff picture, right, with the number one spot in both conferences and with the first week by, 
which is which is basically how things are going. There's no longer two weeks, two teams that get a buy from each division or each conference. There's only one team, and that's going to be the team that holds the best record. As I said, like it was so big that Kansas City just ended up losing that. So now, now that first playoff spot and that buy is now being held by the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. And then you ask who would the Kansas City Chiefs play? Well, if they're playing the six, they play the number six spot, right? Because two goes to six, three seven. play no, two plays seven. It's a seven. Two plays seven. Okay, so they play the. Yeah. You said the Chargers. I think they play the winner of Chargers Raiders. I think they play the winner of Chargers Raiders next week. Ah, and that, yeah, well, Raiders and Chargers do have a. Uh, oh no! Whoa! 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 Well, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold up! Wait a minute! Who did the wait? Who did the Raiders? Oh, Raiders just played the Colts. Okay, Raiders just played the Colts this week. Okay, and they beat the Colts this week. That that sucked. Well, at least they managed to maintain. Jesus, there is a race. Look at this. Yeah, you don't get more excited than this. Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs both have a record of 11 and 5, right? Then right behind them are the Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, and the New England Patriots, all with a record of 10 and 6. Right? Then we come down, and in the hunt, and in the bubble, we have three teams with nine and a record of 9 and 7 between the Colts, the Chargers, and the Raiders. And all of that is still yet to be decided coming into the last week of the NFL. I think this is famous last words, but I am so excited for a playoff matchup against the Patriots. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? Listen, you better hope that don't get to Bill's ear. I don't think he listens to the podcast. He's not a fan. <laughs> <coughs> now, there was... The Cincinnati and Kansas City game, right? That was my first Blue Chew Go Hard or Go Home game of the week. The second one, the second true one, was Arizona versus the Cowboys. And I'm not going to lie to you. The only reason that I was sitting here rooting against the Cowboys was because Mark is a Cowboys fan. Seriously. Where is he? Is he in, incognito? Like, he never comes anymore. Because he works now every Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So. KJ? What's his excuse? He has no excuse. And today's Monday. Uh-huh. <laughs> KJ has no. But also, I told him I don't know him to come today. I don't know why they ain't show up in the room, but, you know, and, 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 like, they call up. But I told him I don't know him to show up because, you know, fighting a good fight in here. Oh, yeah. So my next my next favorite game to watch this week was was assistant was the Arizona versus Cowboys game, and this is really just to poke fun and make fun of Cowboys fans. Now we know we fully know that the Cowboys are still fully one hundred percent in the playoff picture. We get that, buddies, because <laughs> because they are right. Like I said, the, just as just as crazy as the AFC is, the NFC is just as crazy. We have the Tennessee Titans sitting at uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers sitting at number one with a record of thirteen and three, and then we have two teams follow uh, right behind them with a record of twelve and four between the LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After that, we have two teams sitting at eleven and five between the Dallas Cowboys and Arizona Cardinals. And Arizona Cardinals just end up being the Cowboys. Even it looks like the, Ari- the Cowboys currently right now still has the tie- still has that tiebreaker over the Arizona Cardinals. It must be a division thing, like on the div- division or divisional poll or something like that, right? And then after that. On the bubble, but still contended, we have the Philadelphia Eagles with a record of nine and seven, and also the San Francisco 49ers. 
Now, the crazy thing about the, about the Philadelphia Eagles, they've already clinched the playoff berth. So how the hell are teams on the bubble? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, how the hell is San Francisco on the bubble? If, Pitts, if, if Philly has clinched the playoffs. I saw that that was weird. It's like Philly's clinched seven and then... Yeah, but the 49ers still have a chance at seven. Six. Oh, wait. For oh. some reason, if they get in, they're the six seed. Okay, I see it now. Okay, I see it now. I'm looking at I'm looking at how they have the playoff berth lined up, like in on the NFL.com site, and I'm just real. And I see now that playoff berth available one, and then there's a okay. So I see it right now. If the season ended today, these teams would make the playoffs. San Francisco 49ers are still in there. So are they on the bubble right now with the Saints? Is that what it is? Is that if they if they end up with a better record than the Saints, then they make it in? But if them and the Saints are tied, then the Saints make it in? It has to be. Because the Saints are the only other team on the bubble. And the 49ers are the only other team that are, that are threatened. Yeah. So that's what this week is going to come down to between the Saints and the 49ers. One play the Texans, one play the Panthers. I, th- I think I figured it out. I, th- I think I figured it out. So if the 49ers tie with the same record as the Eagles, I think they they beat them already, so they get the tiebreaker, so they'd be six. Okay. And, then I, and then I must assume that if the Saints have the, that the Saints and the 49ers also have the same record, that the Saints have to have that spot over them. Because there's no way they could be in the bubble at this point. It would have to be if the 49ers no longer have that record. So the 49ers basically need to take yeah. care of business. The 49ers need to win. They win it. They're in this season, off to end the season, and they play the Houston Texans. Safe bet. <laughs> <coughs> Houston Texans four and twelve. I, I, no, I, no I, such thing. I think if I was San Francisco for you, honest man, that I am feeling pretty damn good about making the playoffs. And you know what, folks? I think I'm only going to give you a two-hour podcast today. I don't know why. I just feel it dwindling down. Feeling dwindling down. And since we are talking about um, Philadelphia real quick, big shout out to to Jalen. It hurts so good to see you in the playoffs. So good. So good. Because he has been one of my like undercover quarterbacks to talk about so far all season. And to see him, oh, we got Texas Radio in. Too bad we just finished talking about them Cowboys. Come and join us back on Wednesday night at eight oh seven p.m. We'll have some more Cowboys talk for you. But the fact that I'm able, that that Jalen Hurst is able to, is able to sneak this Philadelphia 76ers team. Oh, I'm not a I'm not a Cowboy fan. Okay, my bad, my bad. I saw that Texas. I saw that Texas Radio, and I'm like, listen, if I see if I see anything that represents Texas, you got to be a Cowboys fan. It's almost like it goes hand in foot. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, you know, I'll, I'll be on my bullshit. <laughs> I'm the odd one out. Okay, folks, but you know what though? We're gonna get into more into more of, of a podcast on, on Wednesday night. I honestly do believe that I'm done for the night. I'm, I'm finished. I'm kaput. I have no more energy. I have fought this good fight for as long as I can fight it. Kangaroos really have pouches? Is that a serious question? No. Okay. 
said i'm done thank you for listening to the podcast i do appreciate you guys we'll be back wednesday night hopefully i'm hopefully i'll be feeling a whole lot better i'll be fresh from jury duty don't you guys forget wednesday night we'll be live at sharkies as we will be live at sharkies from here on out every other wednesday folks twice a month come catch your boy holla hey yo. Wait, i'm last to know this guys your special DJ Mighty Can you play my outro so we can stop rambling? What you mean? I've been talking about this all year. Last year I've been mentioning this. Sorry, B. I tried. Oh yeah. I mean, I, mean, yeah I, I knew it was always gonna happen. Ah you guys all the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, be Tired. Mars tea. Talk that talk That mix talk That mix talk